God bless one of our members, my sister, with a new band. Amen. 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 So deserving. Amen. So deserving. And, and it's something about God and how he rewards our faithfulness. When we press in. And God press in even the more. He is so strong and so mighty, and I just thank God, and I joy in my sister's blessing. Amen. Somebody ought to say, mine is on the way. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. I'm not mad at you. I'm happy for you. Yes, yes. Amen. We rejoice with, yes. with Prophetess Lisa. Amen. Yes, amen. 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 In the book of John, chapter 6, verses 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, the word of God reads, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worths of bread. It's not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, said unto him, There's a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fish, but are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make them sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in numbers of about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fish as much as they would. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered themselves up twelve baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves, which were left over by those who ate them. Mark chapter 8, 1 through 9. In those days, the crowd being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and he said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have now continued with me three days and they have nothing to eat. And I send them away hungry to them, to their houses. They will faint on the way, for some of them have come far off. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? And he said, Seven. So he commanded the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and he gave thanks. He broke them, and he kept giving them to his disciples to set before them, and they them before the crowd. They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to them, Also before them, so they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. For my subject, Thanksgiving meal. For subtopics, what are you going to do with them leftovers? <laughs> what are you going to do with them leftovers? Because I'm sure a lot of y'all cook like I did. Even though my mom invited me over and she had a nice spread, she had to do something with them leftovers. She had to send some away with her granddaughters and, and 
to make sure that they also had some leftovers. But what are you doing with them leftovers? You still have leftovers. And most of us, we probably cook more than we can eat. Uh, we have more food on the table than we can eat. Because we say it's Thanksgiving, we want to make sure we have a nice spread. We want to make sure that if anybody dropped by, they got some food to eat. But when it's all said and done, what are we doing with the leftovers? And oftentimes I, I think about this in the natural that we probably have so much stuff that we're not using the leftovers. We probably are like me, they have closets full of clothes that we are yet not even wearing. What are you going to do with that which you're not using? And God, he posed a question here as he used Jesus to teach a story. If we think about the first parable and we find that Jesus is going over to the other side. He had done a lot of miracles and the crowd was following him. And oftentimes when people see the miracles in our lives and they see the blessings in our lives, they will run behind us. But when we ain't got nothing to leave over, when we don't have the plenty, we don't have enough to share, oftentimes we find ourselves without having a lot of folks running behind us. But Jesus was performing many, many miracles and signs and wonders and had turned water to wine and blind eyes were open and the lame were walking and people saw the miracles. They saw the signs and the wonders and they started running behind him. Some of the very ones that wanted to stone him was running behind him because they saw the miracles. So he find himself in a boat heading to the other side and he sees this crowd that's following behind him and he looks and he said that now if they follow me to the other side and they follow me to this wilderness place, uh, they're going to be hungry by the time that they head back home. So he began to ponder and he, he already knew that his God will supply all of his needs. Yes. Do you know today that God will supply all of your needs according yes. to not your riches in glory, but his riches in glory. I don't care whatever it is that you have need of, if you follow after him, not just for the stuff, but you follow after him because you love him, because you're yes. thankful. Yes. I don't know about you today, but I was glad to enter into these doors yes. because I, I, I'm getting report after report of lives being lost early. Uh, I got a text this morning about Grace and her family going to sit at her mother's bedside because they don't know when she's going to breathe her last breath. And we who have breath in our bodies, we ought to run with tenacity to press into the Lord. We done sat at the table and we done ate our Thanksgiving meal. We done laughed and had a good time with our family. And now it's time to press into the Lord and where are we? Pastor Kim was given the exhortation this morning. You know, where are we in our relationship with the Lord? Are we thankful this morning? Are we thankful that we're able to enter into our house and to praise his holy name? I don't know about you, but I am so thankful this morning because it could have been any of us lying in a bed full of affliction. It could have been us who are bearing a loved one, but we are yet here. What are we going to do with the praise after Thanksgiving. What are we going to do when we were sitting around and we are all joyful and we are happy and now what are we going to give God? Are we going to give him the leftover or are we going to give him all that 
this first text it says that Jesus lifted up his eyes and he saw a great company come unto him and he said to Philip when shall we buy bread that these may eat and see oftentimes we look at the situation without evaluating what God is saying to us when, when God is speaking we need to move and we need to move with a hurry and so Philip said, looked at him and said, and he said to prove him for himself, he knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 penny worths of bread is not enough to feed all of these. He began to count what he had and not what Jesus could do for him. And oftentimes, that's how we do when God is waiting to bless us. We begin to look at our resources and see what we have. On yesterday, I had two men to come by and uh, a, a young man and his wife, and, and I sought them out through the guy that does my lawn. And I asked the guy that does my lawn if he knew of someone that can lay two rooms of carpet. And he said, yes, I, my, my nephew can do it. So the nephew came over and he looked at the carpet and I had some carpet from when my house was renovated. And one piece of carpet would not work for one of the rooms, but one of them did. And he said, I have, I work at a carpet place and I have carpet for you. I can get it. He couldn't speak very little, he could speak very little English. And I said, okay. And I began to count up how much I had, what I could bless him with. You know, I'm like, Lord, I wonder how much he's going to charge me for this room of carpet. He's already told me that he's going to charge me $200 to lay it down, which was fine. I thought it was very reasonable. And so I go into my room and I, get my little she stash, <laughs> and I begin to count it, like, you know, probably going to be a couple hundred dollars, maybe he'll give me maybe three hundred dollars, I got this, and I laid it out, but prior to me counting up the money, I had some clothes in the closet, some things that Olivia could not wear that still had the tag on them, some 14s. <laughs> Olivia said she's telling my size now, <laughs> but they still had the tag on them. And I brought them out to the den, and before they left, I said, I have these items. Do you all think that you all have someone that can use them? He said, yes, I, my, our children can use these. And I was like, take them. And I went down to the garage, and there was a bag of gym shoes that were very lightly worn. He said, do you all want these? It was like, sure, we'll take those. All right. Now, I didn't know God was setting me up for something. All right, all right, so the guy right. came back with a nice piece of carpet for the second bedroom, and he put it down, he and his wife, they moved the furniture, put it down nicely, and when he was done, I said, how much do I owe you? He said, $200 is what they asked. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going counting my little pennies, but God had already worked it out. See, that's how God does it. He works it out for our good. We just got to trust him in the process. And see, in the process, he was setting me up to, to sow into them because, see, Olivia had some leftovers that she had not even worn yet with a tag still on them. I could have held them back and said, well, I can sell these or I can save them until I grow into them. I mean, all of those things were in my mind. But God said, sow those into that couple's life. Yeah. I immediately did what God said do. And God had already set it up for my good. Yeah. And, and, and there's some more blessings on the way. But when they happen next week, I'll tell you about that. But Philip began to, 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 to reason in his own mind 
when he looked at the crowd and, and, and I looked at what this guy and this little wife had to do because the furniture that they had to lift is very heavy. And them just lifting the furniture and putting down the carpet cost more than $200. But, but God sets us up when we are able to bless somebody else. Y'all better be a blessing. So one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, you know, uh, you know, somebody already looking, scouting out. You know, he looks around, he said, there's a lad here, and he got five barley loaves, and he got two small fish. But what are they? Then he started doubting himself. Now God has showed him, I got some provision. It looks small. It might look small in here today, but I'm preaching to the masses. You know, I, I'm not counting how many is in here. I'm preaching to the, I'm preaching to the masses that's going to get this this morning. Because whatever reason, you got up and you pressed your way in here this morning. So he, 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 he began to try to talk himself out. Uh, uh, you know, I could easily say, you know what, I'm not going to exhaust myself in this word this morning because it's all up to you that's here. I need to preach to the masses. But, but, but he said, there's, there's a lad here, but what can he do with that? There's a lad here which have only five little loaves. This is kind of like he said it. Only five little loaves and two little small fishes. But what is that for so many folks? And Jesus said to him, make them sit down now. There, there's much grass. And when I see the grass, you know, there's much provision. Just sit in the grass. You know, this was a place of, of comfort. Just sit in the place of comfort. Sit in the place of rest. And you know, you got something going on with you this morning. And there's something that you need from the Lord. The Lord is just saying to you today, sit in a place of comfort. Rest and relax in the Lord. And know that the Lord... He got you. He said, there's grass all over the place. And I want you to sit the man down in numbers of about 5,000. So Jesus already know how many men is there. Because the word of God says that we don't even know how many hairs are on our head. But God Almighty does. And I don't believe that Jesus went through counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 5,000. He knows what's out there. He knows how, how many, and, 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 and he already knows that he got already a plan. And so Jesus, he took the loaves and it said that he gave thanks to the Lord and he began to distribute them and the disciples that were set down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. And when he had gotten done with them, it says that he told the disciples, gather up the fragments. And let nothing be lost. Because see, what Jesus was doing here, he was setting the stage for the lost tribe of Israel. Because the word of God says that there were 12 baskets left after the fragments were picked up from what the others had eaten. And God was saying to that, that I'm feeding the Jews. I'm feeding the Jews, but there's a Gentile nation that's coming. I'm feeding the Jews, and I'm feeding the 12 12 tribes of Israel and I'm letting them know that once they were lost, but there is still bread for them to eat. And the word of God says that they gathered up the 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. I don't know about you, but I don't care whether or not it's a fragment as long as I'm being fed by the Lord. And the word of God goes on in the book of Mark and it talks about the same great number 
that began to, to walk with Jesus. And, 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 and in this story, Mark tells us that there were seven baskets left over. And the seven means the Lord God of completion. That he's about to complete a great work in us. I don't know about you, but the twelve representing the Jewish nation and the seven representing what God is about to do. Because the Lord God began to speak to me and he said, I want you to tell my people that I am about to do a great work. Don't feel left out. Don't feel like you have been forgotten about. But I am about to do, if you would just pick up the, pre the fragments of your praise, if you would pick up the fragments of your worship, if you would begin to gather that which you thought was lost and begin to worship me with your whole heart and soul, that I'm going to make much with your little. I'm going to bless you beyond measure, but i got to have something to work with. But oftentimes, we don't give God anything to work with. We wallow in what we don't have instead of blessing God for what we do have. I don't know about you, but I will bless God for what I have right now because I know that my God is a great God and he is great and he is mighty in Jesus' name. In the book of John 6, 3 and 5, John 6 and 35, he says, I am the bread of life as well as the word of God in John 1 and 1. As the word of God and as the bread of life, we can eat of it daily. If I open up the word of God, I am eating the bread of life that gives me substance in my body. So one might say, so what could the baskets of bread represent? The bread of life, the word of God that will satisfy the hearers of the word. I don't know about you, but I don't just want to be a hearer of the word, but I want to be a doer of the word also. Oftentimes, we will eat of this bread and we will drink of the blood of Jesus, but we are never satisfied. We eat and we still want. We eat and we have not. But the word of God says, if I eat the bread of life and I allow the bread of life to digest in my spirit, man, that means that it begins to change me. Because see, when you eat of the bread of life, something should happen to you. If I eat of him, I ought to look like him. I ought to walk like him. I ought to present myself like him. Are you eating of the bread of life today? Are you thankful for the life-giving spirit? Are you thankful for the bread that gave you everything that you need? Are you just giving him the leftovers when he gave you his all in all? I don't know about you, but today I am satisfied with the bread of life. And I will eat of him and I will eat and eat and eat and eat until I see a resemblance of him. Not me, but when I look in the mirror, I want to see a resemblance of the bread of life. Some might ask the question, do you think the meal was forced out of the hands of the one that had to give up his bread and his fish? I believe that even as Jesus gave of himself voluntarily, I believe the lad represented Jesus Christ that gave of himself. God didn't have to make him die on the cross, but he gave of himself 
freely so that you and I would have this life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. This little boy, he gave his bag, he gave his bread, and he gave his fish. Did he give a part of it? No, he gave the whole thing. I ask you today, are you giving God a part of your life or are you giving him the whole thing? Some of us are just giving him something on a Sunday, and some might be giving him something on a Wednesday, but this giving, it's a 24-7, 24 hours, 7 days of the week, not just when eyes are on us, not just when people are looking at us and we have a mic in our hand like I do this morning. It's when I go to bed at night, I'm giving him my problems, I'm giving him my situation so that I can rest in the green grass, in the cool of the night. I don't know about you, but I believe that God wants the whole thing. He doesn't want a part partial praise. He doesn't want a partial worship. But he wants the whole thing. The whole thing. What lesson can we learn from this? The lesson that we can learn from this story is that we got to serve God with our whole heart. You got to serve him with your time. You got to serve him with your talents. You got to serve him with your skills. But some of us might feel that that's just too much. I'm tired of having to do it all, but Jesus gave it all. So what about you? Are you giving God your time? Are you giving him your skills? Are you giving him your ministries? Because God says, I want the whole thing. Do you think that when the boy released his lunch, his bread and his fish over to the Lord God to bless 5,000 and more, do you think that boy went away hungry? I don't think so. When you give God your all in all, when you're not weary and doing well, when you want to just bust in here and praise the Lord, do you not think that God is not going to bless you even the more when your body doesn't feel as strong as it ought to, but you press in to the Lord? Oh my God, when your eyes seem to be a little dim and a little tired, but you open up the word of God because you want some bread, because you're hungry for the things of the Lord God Almighty. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching to myself this morning because I want it all and I want to be a blessing unto the Lord. Does the Lord need me? He doesn't have to have me to bless him. He will bless himself. But I need the Lord and that's why I bless him. I need the Lord. That's why I serve him. It's not that the Lord will be useless, hopeless without me. I'm just like a speck. But in the eyesight of my praise unto the Lord, I can cause the territory to be enlarged just by praising the Lord God Almighty. The word of God says that after this little boy gave all that he had, there was so much left over. I don't know about you, but it's some of us, me included, to give the Lord God just a little bit more. Get a little bit more happy for the Lord. Get a little bit more praise to the Lord. Break through. Break through. And praise Him like you are going out of your mind. Shake off everything 
Well, I would 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you gonna do with the leftovers? If you got broken pieces, issues in your life that still have you in a place of being fragmented, give him your leftovers. Not because you feel that that's all he deserves, but know you got some stuff that's stuff that's still left over. Give it to him and watch him make it whole. Look what he did. He he took some broken pieces of bread and he made it whole to feed a whole nation of people, 12 nations. And then a Gentile nation, he took that which was broken by the words and the accusation of man. God did it. They thought they were breaking Jesus on the cross. But he took every broken word that was held, that was hurled at him. Every lie that was told on him. Every situation that tried to set him up and make his name a known reproach. He took it. He took it all and he made it whole on a cross where the arms of our Savior was spread wide, nailed, broken to man, but not to God. Because when God looked down at his son, whom many ran to after the miracles, because they needed a sign, but we run after him because we are so hungry. We want more bread. We want to be nourished by the word of God. We want to be built up. But many are just looking for the antics, the signs and the wonders and the miracles. They're waiting for the place to be full before they can really shout and praise the Lord. This morning as I was preparing and getting ready to come here, I started receiving several text messages of different people being out. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Lord, is this Labor Day? Yeah, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk about it. Talk about it. But I said to the Lord, Lord, if only four or five are there, I'm going to preach with the tenacity as if there are a thousand here. Because this is unto you, Lord. I'm so full of him. I am so full of him that I got to give him out so that he can fill me even the more with him. And the more we give him out, the more that he strengthens us. He builds us up. He causes us to see how strong and mighty and powerful he really is. But oftentimes, we look to men to be the catalyst that sends us into our next place of destiny. 
He is rich in all of his glory. He is making all things well and all things right for us. But all he wants us to do is rest in the green pastures by the still waters and know that you know that your great shepherd, your great provider, he is not providing some of your needs, but all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He doesn't need the church to be in a state of worry and disarray when a Gentile nation and a, Je and a Jewish nation are at war. Some haven't even received him as their Lord and Savior. But yet we who are saved haven't yet figured it out that he really is our Savior. Yes. He really is our provider. When the uncompromisingly sanctified, saved believers begin to cry out to the Lord, even the enemies have to be at peace with you. And that's what the Lord God is doing in this season. I submit to you, if your pieces have been broken for most of 2019, and you just got a little leftover praise, you got just a little leftover, thank you, Lord. But you're barely making it in to see 2020. I say go out with a bang. And even if you haven't praised him like you ought to have praised him, 2019, let there be no guilt or condemnation or shame. But pick up where you left off. Where there was a, a, a vigor inside of you. Where there was a, a tenacity inside of you. Where there was a strength and a boldness inside of you. That at the first of the year, you were running. And then life began to happen as the months went on. And you began to become a little slumbering in your step. Your mouth can always open and say, thank you, Lord. You reflected on what you didn't have instead of what you do have. The Lord God said, it's okay. The blood of Jesus got you covered. The blood got you covered. So there should not be one condemned mind in here today. If your praise hasn't been where it ought to be and your worship has not been sanctified with the oil of the anointing that destroys the yoke that causes us to be in bondage with situation, let the oil flow down now. Because it is being released in this place now. testifying for my sister. She, in this year, not having to duck and dodge the police in her, her SUV because she didn't give up. She pressed in here with those kids in the car, that little small car. But the Lord God said to us, we're going to end strong. And the provision that the Lord has for us, yes. if you could just praise him in the place where you are right now, yes. even broken. Yes. We're going to start picking up those pieces yes. and walk in whole. Yes. 
with your sanctified selves, with everything that the Lord has for you. As a matter of fact, some of you ought to say, I'm going into 2020 with my cup running over. No toxicity. But running over with the favor of the Lord. So that I can keep being a blessing to others. As a matter of fact, I think that when I go home, I'm going to go through my closet again. I might have some more stuff to give away. Because when we release like this, God also releases like this. It might be provision. It could be healing. It could be deliverance. Everything is not just tangible. Some of us need a healing miracle. But I say to you who need a healing miracle, when you come in here and your body is feeling like it's all out of sorts and you press in, press into your miracle. So if he did it for the woman with the issue of blood, my God can do it for me. If you press in and the offering is being taken and all you have is a little fragment of change, God was looking over the collection. He saw the widow put her mighty in and said she blessed me more than anybody in the whole place. And she gave the least amount. Know that God wants to take your pieces, your leftovers, and your wholeness to make his name great so that you can testify of the goodness of the Lord that makes us all rich in his riches and glory and adds no sorrow. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Isn't he good? All the time, the Lord he is good and his mercies endures forever and ever and ever. As we prepare for our tithes and our offerings, I'm going to ask Prophetess Gloria if you will go back and get our communion. And I will ask. They're what? They are. Okay. So we're going to hold off on the communion. Uh, I was told that they were ready, but they are not ready. We will do it another Sunday. So at this time, we're going to ask uh, Pastor Brenda if she would come release herself unto the Lord as she lift up his offering. That's nothing but a word, Pastor Brenda. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let's get our minds ready for giving unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God for the word. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord, God.